This is the Wifeism Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 94. As a daddy's girl and in celebration of Father's Day, I thought it would be great to talk today about the love of a girl dad. Up next on the Wifeism Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. I'm really excited about today's episode, not only because it's a celebration of dads all over the world, but in particular to celebrate those dads who have daughters. I am a daddy's girl and I absolutely have a girl dad. And so let's talk a little bit about what is a girl dad. Now, a girl dad is a dad that has a very special bond with their daughters. It's these dads that go above and beyond for their girls. They secretly just have an affinity for them. They love and adore them and really want the very best in life for their daughters. Not that the fathers or dads don't want the best for their sons, but there's something special about a girl-dad relationship. And so I would love to be able to share a little bit about me and my dad. And so my dad is someone that I have looked up to all of my life. I've always been a daddy's girl. I remember when I was little, my mom used to say that, you know, she would go check on my dad. And when she would go see my dad laying in his bed, I would be right there laying on his chest in the nook of his arm. Every time she wanted to go, you know, spend some time with my dad, I was always there. My dad could fix anything. He, I was the one always with him, going to the store, going to the hardware store, figuring out what we needed. I would always be the one reading the directions for him. I would always be the one just, I didn't want to be anywhere that my dad wasn't. I absolutely love spending time with my dad, love listening to his stories, love just gleaning from his expertise and experience. My dad is a pretty special guy. He is a an NFL Hall of Famer. He played professional football for the Denver Broncos, and he went into the Hall of Fame in 2010. And so he is one of 2% of the men who have played football in the history of the football league. And what's so exciting about this is that he literally is number 256 out of all of the men who have not only played the game, but who have been recognized and enshrined in the professional 
Football Hall of Fame. And so his story, his legacy, the legacy that he has left throughout the world has been one that not only has it changed my life, it has changed every single person's life who has met him. They think he's gracious. They think he is kind. They, he makes people feel like he's known them all their lives. He is jovial. He's, he's happy. He's a very friendly, personable person. And people who and find out, you know, who my dad is, they're like, oh my gosh, I met your dad and he's so great. And he just, you know, it's the stories are endless. And so my dad's name is Floyd Little and I am a daddy's girl. And so today my episode is really in honor of him and celebrating him and his life. And so before I really get into the love of a girl dad, I want to just share, um, you know, something really personal. My dad has, um, has had a very awesome, amazing career, one that, again, many can't even say they've, they've been able to or they've been accepted or inducted into the Professional Football Hall of Fame. So his legacy will be enshrined forever. But one of the things that he has faced most recently is a battle with cancer. And what has really shaken our family is the fact that this man, this protector, our hero, has is now battling something that is has has become a challenge for him. This is a man who has fought through poverty, has fought through the civil rights era where he couldn't even go play. He wasn't even allowed to play on certain football fields when he played for Syracuse University because of his skin color, because he was black. This is a person who's overcome so many obstacles, so many trials. He was the he was a first round draft pick to the Denver Broncos. He was supposed to go to the New York Jets, but it was the year that the AFC and the NFC split and Denver Broncos, um, they drafted him and he was a franchise player, but he was on a losing team for his entire career. It wasn't until he he left or he retired in 1976, they went to the Super Bowl in 1977. And I remember sitting in the stands, of course, next to my dad, and everyone in the stands like Floyd, they need you, they need you get out there. And I remember seeing the sadness in his eyes. I was only seven years old, but I remember how sad he was in that I can remember it like it was yesterday. And so he's overcome so many different obstacles. But now we're faced with an obstacle that is very unfamiliar, very unfamiliar to him and to the rest of the family. And I have had the privilege of being able to serve him and support him and encourage him during the time during his treatments. And I have to say that all of the things that he's poured into me, all of the things that he has, that has been the platform, has been the message of his life throughout his entire life are the things that I am pouring back into him. And so thank you for allowing me to just celebrate my dad today through this podcast. And so I want to talk a little bit about the love of a girl dad. Number one, the importance of being present in your daughter's life is invaluable to your daughter. 
in living in a society where there's so many broken homes, there's so many single parents, especially in the black community, there's so many absent dads. It is a, it's an almost like an epidemic where it's almost 70% of, of black homes or black families are single are raised by a single parent. And so the dad is absent. And not only to mention in the black community, but even just in our nation with the how the high rate of divorce and the single parent families, the the importance of dads being present in their daughter's life is invaluable. I cannot begin to stress dads, if you're listening, please, please, please make a decision to be present, be intentional, be a part of your daughter's life because it will change her life. It will change her experience with men by you making the decision to be present in her life. So the importance of being a part of your daughter's life is critical. It is crucial. And the the love of a girl dad can be can really flourish when you make being present in your daughter's life a priority in your life. Because this positions you to teach your daughter how to be strong, how to develop mental toughness, how to be independent, yet celebrate their femininity, how to truly understand and experience how they should be treated by a man. Guess where they learn that? They learn how to be treated by a man from their father. I'm going to let that sink in a little bit because I want you to even reflect as a woman who, who, what is your experience like with your dad, right? And I know I have coached numerous women whose dad was not present in their lives and they lived, lived a life of, of promiscuity. They were, you know, they were lost. They were searching for, for that thing that their dad could have provided, but their dad was absent. And so there's, it's never too late to make a decision to be present in your daughter's life, especially if your daughters are younger and if they're older and then there's some distance or there's some, yeah, distance between you two. The only way to really reconcile that relationship is to apologize and ask for another chance, ask for forgiveness and, and hope that that your daughter will be open to receiving and developing a new relationship slowly, right? One day at a time. Number two, creating a bond with your daughter. So even if you are not in the home with your daughter, that doesn't mean that you can't be present in her life. That doesn't mean that you can't be a champion for her. That doesn't mean that you can't be at every single um, school event, school school, um, after school activity or sports game or whatever it is, because your daughter will feel like a priority because you've made her a priority. You've made being present in her life a priority. And so creating a bond comes with that intention. And be, and while you're creating this bond with her, I want to remind you when you are listening to your daughter, that you listen to understand her. Don't just listen to the words, listen to what she's saying, listen to try to understand what she's saying, engage with your daughter, show her 
that she's a priority. Be the first person at her softball game. Be the first person at her basketball game. In fact, even think about coaching her basketball team, right? Engage in showing that she's a priority to you. Encourage risk in your daughters. Comfort your daughters during failures. Brush off the the, the pain. <laughs> Brush off the the embarrassment maybe and put her back on her horse. Because when she knows, when a daughter believes that her dad or when a daughter knows that her dad believes in her, the confidence that she can walk in is something really special, really special. Be consistent, dads. Be consistent with your daughters. Reach out to them. Call them. Ask, ask them what, what's going on in their lives. Be interested. Engage in that with them. So that they create a safe place with them by listening, by engaging, by encouraging, by really comforting them during their fail, during their failures. It creates a safe place for them to know that they can always come to you. I remember when I was in college at Syracuse University, I used to call my dad almost every every day weekly at least, especially as a freshman when I was transitioning and it was difficult and, you know, coming from Santa Barbara, going to Syracuse University and trying to find my way and, you know, being the daughter of Floyd Little, you know, a lot of people were like, "Mm, she thinks she's this, she thinks she's that. So, you know, trying to navigate through all of that without them really even knowing me, right? It was a challenge. And I remember calling my dad really all the time for the same stuff over and over and over again. So much so where we laugh about it today, where he used to say, Chris, you need to record the next pep talk. You need to record the next lecture because I say the same thing all the time over and over and over again. And we laugh about it today because he did, but I still needed to hear it. My dad is an amazing, he's an amazing, really like his, his presentations, he's a speaker literally an international speaker. And so, of course, why wouldn't I want him to <laughs> encourage and motivate me throughout my high, my college career? It was really awesome. And so love, loving unconditionally is, is really key to in helping to develop confidence in your daughters. I know that, that when, because your daughters really want, daughters and sons, right? But your children really want your, approval. They want your validation. They want your affirmation. And when you give it to them, I want you to watch a confident child blossom. Because when you approve of who God's created them to be, and you fan the flame of their identity and who God has made them, the confidence that you transfer to them is priceless. It is priceless. And the the last thing I want you to, to really grasp is that you are your daughter's example. You are the example of the man that she is going to attract. Right. A lot of pressure, I know. So I want you to think through that. I want you to challenge yourself to become the man that you would want your daughter to marry. Become the man that you would want your daughter to marry. So are you, are you a wise steward over your finances? 
Are you, um, are you a protector, a provider? Are you an initiator, a go-getter? Do you provide for your family and protect them? Do you lead your family? These are the things, the things that you're wanting your daughter to attract is exactly who she's going to attract. She's going to attract the, the dad, the man that you are. Those are, that's the man that she's going to attract in her life. So if you don't feel like you have your stuff together, this is an opportunity for you to really change that, to really shift that because your daughter's going to be looking for you in the man they marry because that is how how important and precious a daddy-daughter relationship is. It is that precious. It is that important. I, you know, and I really get so sad about my friends and, and girlfriends who've, who've either grown up without a dad or they're, they're divorced and they have daughters and their, their ex-husbands are not present in their daughter's lives, it absolutely breaks my heart because I know of the, 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 the purpose that God has for fathers in their children's lives. And I see the result of a daughter lost without her dad or a daughter who is seeking for that fatherly love, the fatherly presence, the fatherly encouragement, the fatherly bond that is innate. There's an innate desire for daughters to have a bond with their fathers. And so when their fathers are absent, guess what? They're still looking for that bond and often they find it in the wrong men in their lives. And so dads, you have the opportunity to really help shape your daughter's lives, your daughter's life in a very positive, intentional, intentional and influential way. I'm so grateful for the dad that God has given me. And I know that I didn't select it, right? I didn't select him. God really just blessed me with the best mom and dad that I could ever ever have. Yes, they've made mistakes. Yes, they did the best they could. Yes, there are things that as as a mom myself, and even my husband, Adrian, as a dad, we've made decisions to do things differently than our parents did. Absolutely. But it doesn't negate the fact that the love that I feel for my dad, the love that I have for my dad is so special. It is so and I we were talking recently, um, in, in just in celebration in celebrating him for father's day, we were talking about the importance of your decision because my dad has been a fighter all his life because my dad has, has made decisions, very selfless decisions, selfless decisions to fight through racism in college, to fight through poverty when he was a young boy, to fight through all of the ups and downs that he's experienced in his life. He did every decision that he made. There's a harvest or there's a result that shows up in my life and his grandbabies' lives. And if people really understood that the decision that you make today will show up in your children and your grandchildren's lives. I wonder if people would make a different decision. Absolutely they would. If they knew 
if you knew that the decision that you make today will affect your children and affect your grandchildren and affect your great-grandchildren, would you make a different decision today? Absolutely. And that stems from everything from the way you parent to the way you you model and, and the example of love that you are to your children, your the intention, the protection, the ambition, the commitment, the discipline, the sacrifice, all of those things will transfer to your children. And as a mom of three amazing teenagers, there are amazing things that have transferred from me and my husband. And there's some not so amazing things that have transferred from me and my husband. And so those things that we see that we're like, "Mm, did they get that from me? Did they get that from you? We make it a very intentional decision to change that, to shift that. The kids are old enough now where we can talk about it and say, you know what? This is something that mommy did that's not good. Let me just tell you what we think would be better if you ever face something like this, right? So we talk to them about it. Don't do this because this is going to lead you down the wrong way. Don't do that. And then one of the things that our kids have given us as far as feedback is they they really love the fact that we share, we're very transparent and share stories with them of, of times when we messed up in our lives because it, it, it comforts them that they don't have to be perfect, right? We're not expecting perfection. But I really believe that your decision as a dad, your decision as a mom, little or big, can make a huge impact on your children's life a greater impact on your grandchildren's lives because who you are transfers to your children, whether you want it to or not, the good and the bad transferred to your children, whether you want it to or not. So why not try to create more good, right? Try to create more positivity, more intention, more, more manifest, more create the life that you desire, create and literally Hold yourself accountable to becoming the person that you would want your children to be. And so as I celebrate dads today, I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to all of you dads who are committed to providing for your family, who are committed to going above and beyond. You are sacrificing so much for your family, for your children. Just know that they see you. Just know that they appreciate you, whether they're able to communicate it or not. I want to thank you on behalf of your daughters. I want to thank you on behalf of your children and your family. Thank you for being the leader that you are. Thank you for stepping into who God has created you to be. Thank you for not backing down from your purpose and your, and your, and your position in your family's life. Thank you. Because I do know sometimes it's easier to run away from those responsibilities. I know that it's easier to, to make excuses, but I want to thank you for not making excuses, for not running away, for standing in the gap, for taking your position and truly leaving a legacy that will last generations. The last point that I want to address in this episode is to you ladies. If you have a daughter and 
her father is someone that you don't have the best relationship with, please, please, please do not keep him from his daughter's life. Please do not take your frustration, your disappointment, your offense, your pain, and take it out on the relationship that the father can have with his daughter. I've heard way too many stories where the the woman in the relationship, the mother, is does everything she can to keep the father away from his daughter. While you think that it's hurting him, it's really hurting your daughter. And if you knew that if you could foster a relationship or encourage a relationship with her dad, she would be so much not only happier, she'd be more confident. She would also there are things that a dad offers your daughter that you cannot offer. Just they're like just like there are things that the dad offers to the son that you cannot offer. You and unfortunately with single parenthood, you have to sometimes operate as both parents. It's very difficult. So there's always going to be a void because there's purpose in the man and the relationship that he has in the family, the wife that she has in the, the relationship in the family. And so it's not fair to your daughter to prevent her or just keep her away from developing a relationship with her father. So please, ladies, please selflessly to put your emotions and your offense to the side for the benefit of your daughter developing her own personal relationship with her dad. Thank you so much for allowing me to celebrate my dad today, it being Father's Day. Thank you for allowing me to share a little bit of his story. And I wanted to give you a quick update for those of you who are interested. My dad is still battling cancer. But one of the things that we have learned recently is that his cancer is treatable. So we truly believe 100% that he is going to win this battle. He is going to overcome. He has overcome so many things in the past. And this is just one aspect of his journey, one aspect of his story. So thank you for your prayers. Thank you for continuing to get in agreement with me and my family that my dad is healed and he is whole in the name of Jesus and that he will victoriously beat cancer. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye.
The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.